You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we discover we aren't the only ones who get mistaken for each other. But first, J.B., how are you and the family doing? Glad to be home. Very glad to be home. We did a... uh, Not impromptu, because we'd planned it out a few weeks ago, but a quick trip down to Texas to see family, for my kids to play with uh, some cousins, and stopped off in Arkansas for a little bit on the way home, and we just got home, and they've been running all over the house. Like, And I keep off... Crazy energy. Crazy energy. I keep on having to tell myself, they will sleep better if you just let them do the thing, even (laughs) though it's very, very annoying. Uh, so it's been coming home. Uh, we grilled a little bit just to do some something quick and easy and just been cleaning up, getting ready for the rest of the week, find pl- meal planning, those kinds of things while the kids go crazy. Uh, but one of the cool things we were at um, my sister's house, we, she just had a baby. So that's part of the big reason why we went down there. Uh, but they got from a neighbor this thing is called it's basically a fisher price roller coaster it's only got a couple of hills down it it's got a little red cart and then you just kind of go down a couple hills and then it's like into the grass kind of a thing pretty small nothing crazy but they also are on a little bit of an incline hill down so when you go down this thing i didn't go down it because obviously i'm a full-grown man <laughs> on this but when the kids go down it they it, it not, you don't get to the end and just die you actually keep on going down all the way to the gate the end the the end of the their property it's a small little lot and you sometimes after a little so as, as they kept on going down and down and down it started wearing a groove in the grass and going faster and faster and faster so the first time they went it like kind of stop midway through the grass. By the end, they're slamming into uh, the fence area. And then we have to like move it over a couple feet so it's in a new set of grass <laughs> so that it's not going as fast. So both my son's going on it. My daughter is finally getting the hang of it after I show her how to, how it works. Uh, so my son decides, okay, he's going to go down. He gets up. No, no, my daughter. Sorry. My daughter gets up. She's about to go down. And then my niece, who is a little bit younger than my daughter, decides this is the moment she's going Mm -hmm. to walk out and plant herself in the middle of the track, middle of the track. And she comes out right as my daughter like pushes off a little bit to go down. And it's not a long track whatsoever. And I'm like mid motion. I'm like, this is all playing out (laughs) slow-mo in your head. Yes. I'm like buddy and so my son is right next to him i'm like buddy grab sissy so my son in this miraculous <laughs> thing i i could not have scripted it better she's going down the first hill there's like a little 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 hill then a second one and then the niece is at the top of the second hill the moment she gets kind of down to the middle of the first hill he grabs her off of the red cart and throws her on the ground the car keeps on going and then hits hits my niece 
and then she falls over and like is crying, but it's still way better than the cart with a full-bodied toddler oh, yeah, on weight. it hitting another toddler on it because this thing ch- chucks through. It was amazing. I was like, thank you, buddy. Sissy, I'm sorry. Are you okay? You feeling better? Uh, are you okay too? Like it, it was like miraculous what happened. He knew exactly what to do. Grabbed her, kind of chucked her off of the thing. It was incredible. I was like proud and and like relieved and also slightly a little bit what just happened here. That That's the roller coaster that... We were on this weekend, including a literal roller, co- <laughs> a literal roller coaster. This this thing looks cool. It I is just cool, right? Up, yeah. They I'm got like, it for free I'm, from a neighbor who was just like, "We're done with it," and I was like, "Man, that's it's what? it's expensive too." It's like one hundred and seventy five dollars. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yes, I love free stuff. Free stuff is amazing. So let me ask you this: Do you? Now, like where you're at with the phase of kids, when you start thinking through like a vacation or going on a trip, do you play this game? Do you guys sit there and kind of go, is it worth it? Wouldn't I just be better off? You know, do you you feel that? Because you know, like it's a lot of work to do a trip with kids. It is. It is. Like we, we were sitting here today thinking through a potential trip in may and there was just this like do we do we really want to do this like uh because then you go i gotta bring the life jackets and i gotta like sure we're going to the beach but oh the if there's a beach involved time, that's that's a whole nother level the whole time i'm just gonna be like freaking out that somebody's gonna drown <laughs> that Is was that was it? me all of our time at the beach in Florida last year, around uh, pretty close in April of last year, where my son was dying to jump into the ocean and I'm literally <laughs> holding his body back, like holding him in the shallow end because he had no self-control whatsoever. He was just going. He wanted to go as deep as possible. But at the same time, and I like the the roller coaster analogy that we're creating here <laughs> because it is like. It's so you have sweet memories and a wonderful time. And there is inevitably like a couple of months later, you're looking at pictures of the trip and you're like, oh, this is so worth it. And you forget about all the hard stuff. And then, you know, so it is this roller coaster, right? There's some downhill moments, but there's some uphills. I heard it said really well. When you have kids, you never go on vacation. You it's just a trip. (laughs) <laughs> not just a trip. It is. It's a trip, not a vacation. Yeah, like yeah. there is no such thing as a vacation when you've got little kids involved. There, that your idea of what a vacation of relaxation, leisure, opening up a good book with a drink in your hand, like that's that's a fruity drink in your hand, like that that doesn't happen. That's not yeah. a real thing. No. And and once you come to grips with that, when you just acknowledge this is what this is, it helps to not feel. Uh, disappointed <laughs> when you don't get to have uh, the other way around. It it really is about the experiences, creating experience, creating moments, uh, getting out of the day to day realm of it. But you're right, like that we 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 do. I think even in hindsight, after doing this trip, although it kind of it was great, even as short as it was, we were kind of like, okay, when we inevitably head back down to visit family again, we need to go longer and stay 
little bit right. longer at each of the different places. This was just like, a, hey, we're just going to come down and visit my sister, Karina, just stay with her and get as much time as possible um, with them because yeah. they had just had a baby back uh, last fall. But no, I, I, I feel you on that. There's a lot of things I would like to go do that I'm like, with kids, nah. I'm I'm good. We've even contemplated, and I think we kind of changed it recently. We re- initially said, "Hey, I don't know if we're gonna we want to do Disney World until the kids are older, till we had like all of our kids like around the f- five year old or plus range." But then we started doing the math in our head of what if we have another kid, how long it's gonna take to go, and we're just like, we just don't want to wait that long. So that was the one inf- we've played back and forth on it. And we've done Disney with the little kids and it is, that seems easier for us hmm. because there's ways to entertain them. Yeah. That being said, it's not like it is easy. It's not easy. Like you, yeah. It's, it's still work and you have to, um, you got to change your pace. Like you got to go at a toddler's pace. You take a midday break, you go back to the hotel and you nap, you swim in the pool. Then you go back like you're not doing open to close and you're not running from one side of the park to the other and back again. Like you're just you're enjoying the whole experience. You're kind of you're going to things that you realize in a few years, you're not going to go to this. You know, you're Mm -hmm. not going to do the. Uh, you're not going to do Dumbo when they're teenagers, but this is the time you do yep. Dumbo, right? This is the time that you make those memories. So there's trade-offs, but it is, uh, it's work. I do have a, I have a practical uh, Disney hack question for you. I just heard this hack the other day and I was like, I wonder if Eddie does this. I love Disney hacks. It's very simple. Do you bring extra shoes with you slash do you change shoes? throughout the day or is it an every other day or do you use the I, same pair the entire time it's not the same i purposely wear different shoes different days okay because you are putting i mean it's like 10 to 12 miles a day of yep. walking it's a lot and if you're not used to that which very few people are very few people yeah. um yeah you're gonna feel it you're definitely gonna feel it um i just heard this hack on a, a youtuber talked about it and then i asked a friend um at work who uh does go to disney quite often i was like hey do you do this and she's like oh yeah like you have to switch shoes every other day and i was like you know what that probably would have saved me and my wife's feet a little bit when we did disney um back in october that probably would have given us another couple hours i think if we hadn't worn the same but it was only a two-day trip but anyways we the picture of the two of you at Disneyland came up the other day on our photo memory. Are you talking about the photo of the four of us? Well, so the four of us go to Disney and at the time you guys just had one kid. Yep. We had, we had none. No kids. Yep. And, and had no understanding of parent life. We, we checked out early. You, well, I, there's this picture of the two of you in a New Orleans square, just zoinked out i mean like so done and we're like come on come on let's go guys let's go and you guys are just so done and i think even like you left shortly thereafter and we we stayed we stayed till closing like we saw the main street electrical light parade Mm -hmm. like we did all of that 
And we, every time we see that photo pop up of the two of you, we are like, we were so ignorant. (laughs) How, how did we not have more empathy for our friends? We're like, yes, that's how You don't know if you don't know. You don't know if you You don't know know if you don't know. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Speaking of um, going to Disney. Yeah. This past week, mm. some big news hit in the Disney world. Big news. Um, Disney opened its newest hotel. Um, it is the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. And I hesitate on the hotel because uh, it, it actually functions more like a cruise ship online. In fact, that is kind of the storyline is that this is a galactic star cruiser, right? It's right there in the name. That it's kind of like a, it's a immersive storytelling um, two night cruise where you literally live a Star Wars story from sun up to sundown. You're doing secret missions. You're helping uh, either the First Order or the Resistance. Uh, a part of this. Um, package is that you get an onshore excursion to uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, where there too, you also have different missions and things that you need to complete. So this was, everybody was holding their breath before it was coming out. Is this, uh, is this, you know, what is this going to be like? The big thing, the big question was, was it going to be worth the money? Good. What's that price tag? What's that price tag again? So if you are a f- uh, two adults, two kids going for two nights, uh, you're looking at an average price of around five to six thousand dollars per person. T- no, no, for the whole group. So four people. Four people. Um, so if the four of you were to go, let's just say $6, the Wagners decide to go, you're dropping depending upon the time of uh, year you go. Five to six thousand dollars for two nights. Yeah. Now that includes a lot of stuff, right? That includes admission to the theme park for the day that you go there. But you're not spending um, all day at the park on that day, are you? You can if you want, um, but it's not like it's a full day. Like the main way that it works is you're supposed to stay within Galaxy's Edge and do your missions, uh, and all of your food is paid for. Yep. All of your f- you know, all of that is included. It's just like a regular cruise ship. So it's a lot of money. Now I have watched a ton of, (laughs) yeah. I was like, how many videos have you watched? Several videos. And then, (laughs) um, I'm a big fan of the Disney dish podcast with Jim Hill and Lynn Testa. Did they go? If you, if you do not listen to this podcast, it is, it is the, um, it's the, it's a really good Disney nerd podcast. Uh, so Lynn Testa went, he is the founder of touring plans, which uses data analytic science to pretty much hack theme parks to help you get a better touring That's plans crazy. is a fantastic service. You got to check it out. Um, so he paid somebody uh, to write a backstory for himself. Because the the way that they present this is like the more you get into the role playing, like the more you are a part of this, the better the experience is going to be for you. So he paid somebody to write a backstory for himself. 
I'm just going to give you a few teasers because I really think you need to go listen to his full description of it. Okay. The name of his character was Hank Lonely. Hmm. A play on, can you guess? Han Solo. Han Solo. Okay. So his character was Hank Lonely, a, um, a intergalactic movie star who uh, had made a series of nine films called Space Robots in Outer Space. Oh my gosh. That just so happened accidentally to mirror the real life events of the galaxy that the Star Cruiser is in. And he is on board the Halcyon, which is the name of the Star Cruiser. He's on board the Halcyon to write the 10th script. And it is hysterical, all the different things that he gets into and up to, like the cast members just totally buy the backstory, hook, line, and sinker, and like begin to, in live time, incorporate him into the story. Like the detail that they went to, to like incorporate him into the overall role-playing of everybody was just astounding. Interesting. I got to say... Prior to this, and even some of the like the like a few videos I had seen, I was a little like, that's a ton of money. I'm never going to do this. No way. After listening to him go on for like an hour explaining everything and like the missions and the cool things that he got to do, I'm like, uh, how much is that again? Who could I split this with? How could we make this cheaper? You know, it has to happen, Eddie. We need to get a sponsor for this podcast so that <laughs> you and I can go do this together and have our own backstories to be a part of this. But so first, we need a sponsor of this podcast to make for that to do. So your description of that guy's experience is a long way away from the headline. It wasn't even a headline. The Twitter description that was trending called windowless bunker was the, the the headline that was like trending on uh, so last friday is when the uh they uh, started allowing people to actually start talking about the different yes. things that they had they had experienced they had gone previously and uh the moratorium or the um had been kind of lifted on people doing articles and vlogs and stuff like that so a bunch of videos all came out at the same time i watched Prime. I watched a couple of the people's, but the main one I watched was Ordinary Adventures. Was one of them. He's. It's funny when I, he's posted some videos, he'll be walking around the park and people will be like, "Hey, what are you doing? What's going on?" Like he's pretty well known in that group. Um, but definitely some of the things that I noticed in it. One is just like all the levels of detail of the things in the room that all have, uh, which I learned, uh, uh, everything is in Arabesh. As yeah. well as English, that's those like hieroglyphic things that you've seen um, um, all around the park and all around, inside of Star Wars stuff. Um, the food. I feel like we could just camp on the food that they've shown on here. The weirdest looking things that apparently all tasted amazing from from the people the people that said they're like every every review says yeah the, the food is unlike anything else you've ever had. It, it it all apparently tastes good, but it looks so strange. Like it's bread with this like green crust around it that is kind of similar to what Ray had in uh, The Force Awakens. Uh, it, 
it's supposed to be grilled cheese, but it looks completely different, something else. Um, but they also talked about that there was blue and green milk on tap <laughs> if, if you wanted it. Um, some of that stuff, I was like, what is happening here? But at the same time, everybody love is like raving about the food. That was crazy. Yeah. And apparently you, so you are given a, a pin an enamel pin for when you do your onshore excursion to Batu, right? The planet of Batu uh, at Galaxy's Edge. And so a part of this is you get what is now called the lightning lane. So you get automatic access to both smugglers run and rise of the resistance. That's amazing. So that's, you know, that's something plus you get a, a galactic credit to pay for your food while you are on your excursion while you're oh, there. That's cool. Plus because you're wearing this pin, every cast member on the planet of Batu role plays with you. And like asks you about your mission that you're on while you're on Batu, And like they, it's like legit missions. Like you have to go collect things. And so again, you got to go listen to Lynn Testa describe this because he describes like having to go retrieve an artifact. And what he comes to find out later on is that there's like several people who were collecting the same artifact that all like came together and made something that revealed a hologram of a character, a famous Mm. Star Wars character. And he said it is the most real life hologram thing. He was like, I'm a grown man. I understand. But by the end of it, I was crying because it was the most magical thing I'd ever experienced in my life. He's like, I have no idea how they pulled this off. It is such immersive storytelling. So speaking of sports storytelling, a lot of the videos uh, highlight the characters on the ship that some of it is uh, people wearing prosthetics that kind of make them look like uh, different different characters from the cantina, etc. But there was a lot of just like everyday ordinary people walking around, people that ran um, uh, and one, one person, um, was in the mechanics, uh, space. So things were like going off and flipping around and they, and there was other people there. The captain is just walking around. The guy in charge of the first order is just walking around, talking to everybody, stormtroopers. Uh, some people called them, uh, consider them close to like local, your local, um, theater actors because it's a lot of role-playing stuff some people felt like it was really a lot of people were saying oh this felt somewhat cheesy in some of it but it seems to me like the stuff you're you're talking about that they, that people bought into it and were really enjoying uh i don't know if this is like the most expensive form of larping that i've <laughs> probably heard of heard of before um and those who paid to go on it. All right. So for like a week or two prior to the public launch, they had media events, they had people coming in and all of that. And all of those people gave really positive reviews. There were still some like, Oh, is it worth the money? You saw those headlines about paying $5,000 for a windowless bunker. Then you have this break and like those who have gone on it and like paid their own money to go do this. Ordinary ventures said, yeah, they actually had to pay their own way, but they had early access. Yeah. They were all people who they're the ones going, yeah, it's expensive, but you kind of like you get what you pay for like you get a full immersive storytelling experience 
it's not for everybody. And it's not like the first thing you want to go drop this money on. Like that was the one thing I appreciated Lynn Tesla. Like at the end, he's like, all right, 95% of the people who are listening to this are not wealthy people. So let me break this down. $5,000 is a lot of money for a lot of people, for everybody listening. Should you go do this? He's And the way he said it, he goes, here's the things you should go spend $5,000 on first. <laughs> then go do that. You know, and I really appreciate it. He's like, if you haven't done a massive road trip around the United States, go spend $5,000 on that. If you haven't done a really cool, like European vacation or like gone yeah. back to your heritage, go spend money on that first. But when it's all said and done, if you still have another $5,000 and you're like, should I? Yes, you should. It's amazing. It seems like the people who were the this isn't the right way to put it, but most die hard, like the the Star Wars fanboys that aren't insane critics, like the people who just love being in the world of Star Wars, where like I saw videos of people like almost crying in tears just yeah, being around yeah. some of the characters and stuff like that, that bought into it, that enjoyed it. We're basically little kids again had just glowing things to say about the experience and, and stuff. There were a couple of things I saw that thought was interesting is there were definitely were a few people that said it was the storyline stuff was a lot and you couldn't go like i'm just gonna go sit in my room for two hours and just like chill for a little bit like there this was a if you want to be there almost like an escape room like be there on point like experiencing everything non-stop all day yeah. then that's then that's if you want to just like a, oh let's go on this star wars land and just kind of chill like that's not you're wasting your money basically if you're if you're going for those reasons no this is all out um yeah the other thing i've heard is you need like a couple of days rest afterwards <laughs> after hey it's almost like going on a vacation i mean a trip with your kids <laughs> let me just end on this okay let me just plant this seed it is for Two guests per cabin and a standard cabin, $4,800, okay? That's only $2,400 each here. Just saying, it's tax return season, right? Tax Come on. It's tax return season. <laughs> Dave Rams would have a lot to say about that. But anyways, uh, <laughs> the... Uh, I can't tell right now. I should text I should text my wife right now about this. Would she be mad if I went on this without her? Or if she would be like, go with God, just do whatever. Would you be mad if only Eddie and I went on Galactic? No. Is it Galactic Star? Star Cruiser. Star Cruiser. We'll see what she says if she if she responds to it. But I'm I'm interested. Sarah- What'd she say? Sarah, she said, no she's desire. Like, no, she's like, that. that's just too much for me. No desire to do it. Okay. My. Oh, she responded. She, she responded quickly. I said, would you be mad if only Eddie and I went on Galactic Star Cruiser? She said, yes. Just like, she, there's some more dots here, but she was very, I think she, she would be jealous if she didn't get to go with us. Yeah. Now, that being said, even $2,400 is still a stupid amount of money for, for for an experience. For an experience. That's that's $1,200 per person per night. So think about this, though. How much? Now, granted, these people probably have stupid amounts of money, but people drop a lot of money to go to sporting events. Like, 
potentially thousands of dollars is in a box seat for a couple of hours versus Eddie, I think you're talking me into this. You're ta- you're this is like I I was fully against it. I was like no way like not worth the money or whatever. Although I do like the idea of hitting those other bucket lists because I haven't done an actual cross country America um, America trip, and I no, haven't I done a, a European it, trip. Yeah. yeah, I liked how he phrased it. But at the end of the day, when you go, okay, twelve hundred dollars per day, you could easily negotiate that out and go, okay, I would spend this much on a hotel for like fine dining. I would spend this much. For high-level entertainment, I would spend this much. It's not crazy. And you're not getting too far off. That's the thing. Like, if they would just knock this down, like, even 10 15%, I think they would have a mad rush of people towards it. I don't know why they didn't bring it down in price just a little bit for the first six months and just get a frenzy going. Like, just people losing their minds over this. I think And then bump it up i think it's also because they know they already have a frenzy for this yeah yeah they can there's make the money there's already people whether they have money or not that are just ready to drop it on this. i just look at it and go forty eight hundred dollars we don't even spend that much for like a 10 day disney trip yeah that's true we are like on the frugal cheap people yeah how would you do having to actually sleep in a bed versus on the ground <laughs> Would you be able to handle it? Sleep on the ground? We took a camper. We're good. It, it, it does make me kind of want to stop and think through this. The other thing is my brother-in-law and two nephews, they pitched it to me of Ooh. like, what if the four of us went? That would be amazing. And especially my one nephew when he turned 16, you know, it was just like. Start okay. saving now. It start, yeah, I know. Right. It's like, oh. Well, that's more on them. You know, they got to pay for three hey, if you, you want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's down. right. You could you could you could uh, quarter quarter of that price. That's where I'm like, I'll crawl into the tiny little bunk bed over there. I'll do that. <laughs> hey, it seems like they could they, that it was a full grown man sitting in it and he was totally fine. So and that's the thing. It's like a cruise ship. You're not spending much time in that room. That's the thing. When people were calling it a windowless bunker, it's like, yeah, but you're barely in there. Even the Lintesta guy, he was like. I had, he said, I had so much fun doing the role playing during the day. I couldn't sleep at night. He's like, it's, he's like, it's 3am and I'm up wandering around the star cruiser. And he's like, and guess what? There was a buffet of fruit of food at 3am. So I just ate more food. This guy 100% is a LARPer outside of his day job. He's not. He He has to be. He, uh, they, so he took his sister on the show, which she has never seen star Wars. I think they made her watch star Wars right before they went on just to, just so they could have the counter view, like somebody who, you know, uh, and again, they're doing this for their business for touring plans. Um, But uh, she's like, I've never seen him more happy in his life. And he is the most introverted person I've ever seen. Like he's a computer scientist. He, he, he doesn't like people. He just sits in front of a computer. Oh, he likes people, but he's very introverted. And he said, I've, he's like, I got to go sit in a room by myself for two days. I've like expelled every, every ounce, ounce of introverting. Wow. So you know me, I'm the, you would lose opposite. your mind. You would lose your mind. I would be so full of energy. Like I don't, you need wouldn't a place sleep. sleep. You wouldn't sleep for two no. days. You would do it. It was, it'd I, be like an all nighter. Like we had back in the day. I'd be running around that place, pressing every button there was. I'd just be like, 
I did like the cool, like some people had access to the boiler room. Other people had access to other rooms. Yeah. That was fun. I'm just saying $2,400 each. Man. Maybe when we hit 2005 and the, our movie list is done, it's like, you know. What are we going to do now with all this, all this, all the sponsor money that we've been accruing this whole time? Because you know you've heard all these sponsors. Well, we just spent 34 minutes getting to this moment. Getting to this very moment for what you probably clicked on to hear about. <laughs> We're going to need to put like, add like a spoiler at the front that's just like, just FYI, we talk about Star Wars Galactic <laughs> Cruiser, Star Cruiser for the for majority of this episode. But this is this is honestly is what we've been doing ever since we've jo- come back. It's like we we talk mostly about other things other than Mulan. We gave Mulan a good good amount, but like Boba Fett and Encanto. But this isn't a bad movie. This isn't a movie to we'll rush see. over. We'll see. We'll see. I think I think it's probably time that we pivot to what we're actually here for and what the people are actually here for. Because what we are really here for is the 1998 version of the Switcheroo film, The Parent Trap. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay, so uh, the IMDb description for this film, and now I want to go back and see what the IMDb description for the other, the previous film that it's based off of is, but we'll do the start with this one. Okay. Identical twins, Annie and Hallie, separated at birth and each raised by one of their biological parents, later discover each other for the first time at summer camp and make a plan to bring their wayward parents back together. Feels like there's a lot of setup for this, but it doesn't. It's kind of it's what it is. So the 1961 version is teenage twin sisters swap places and scheme to reunite their divorced parents. Feels like that's more succinct. Mm-hmm. Like that's to the point. This gives up a lot. This It's a lot of context. It was like half of the 140 characters is, or 240 characters is just context. But Eddie, was this a nostalgic walk through to back back through time? With just you and Lindsay Lohan? Yes, it is worth noting that this was Lindsay Lohan's film debut, the first of a ton of movies with Disney. She goes on to do a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, Probably, we now know, to her detriment. Um, (laughs) But, um, yeah, this was a very nostalgic movie. Like, I remember when this came out and watching Mm -hmm. it a lot and enjoying it a lot then. Um, yeah, this is just a fun movie that has a good, uh, I'd say like it has a good pace to it, right? Like there's a lot of little story moments, right? You've got camp, you've got then when they swap places, then you got when they're trying to come together, then when they're trying to get rid of the soon to be stepmother, like all of these movements and acts don't drag you know they just like keep bouncing along really well and i i don't know it just is a fun paced movie i enjoyed it the camp stuff is definitely some of the most iconic moments that you you remember from childhood um 
the pranks back and forth, especially completely destroying the one cabin and all of the different things on the floor and them coming in for camp inspection. Uh, that stuff is like, and then especially the isolation cabin, which by the way, feels either incredibly genius. Like both of us worked at a camp, like this is almost either a genius or incredibly irresponsible decision by the directors to take two people who kind of hate each other, but there's something there, like their family, maybe it's too close to tell and making them just live together and just settle their differences. It's either incredibly smart and I'm like, wow, this is actually a genius idea or really, really bad because they're forcing two people to hate each other to live together in close proximity. I can't, I couldn't tell which way I felt like it was more of the genius level. I also love that it's not until that moment that they like even begin to consider the idea that they could be identical twins. Yeah. It's a little far-fetched, but at the same time, like if I saw someone who was like, you have my face, why do you have my face? Like that would be the first question I asked. But then again, it is young, stupid kids, but that don't, that don't know any better. Yes. Um, I think it's worth noting the director of this film is the incomparable Nancy Myers. Twilight, right? No. Is it twi- Twilight? What in the world are you talking about? Nancy Myers did such great films as Father of the Bride Parts 1 and 2. Um, she did wow. other I feel, movies. I feel horrible that I that I, I, I dared put yeah, her in, the, yeah. in that. That was really Something's got to give. Um, something's got to give. The Holiday... It's Ooh, complicated, the, the intern. Um, she is a really well-known screenwriter, director. That <laughs> I was so wrong. It's Catherine, so Har- wrong. Catherine Hardwick. I can't believe I... Wow, I just... Oh, it's a female director. They must have done Twilight. Wow. There is... that. That's the most 2020... I'm not woke, Eddie. I'm not nearly woke enough for this. For, for making these suggestions. Okay, sorry, continue on. I, I, I apologize, Nancy Myers, for doing that. <laughs> and, and if you've seen any of her other movies, and like we recently just watched one of them, you feel like she just has a very, um, a similar just kind of light touch, a light pace that the movie almost just kind of bops along to a little bit. Um, Freaky Friday, yeah. Matilda. I didn't. I didn't know she had done. Oh, wait a minute. I'm in the wrong section. Sorry. I need you to just stop talking. I'm just, I'm done. These are just, these are, this was not, I thought I was on Nancy Myers, like IMDb. I'm not. I'm just on other movies like this film. I'm just going to, I'm just going to stop with all of it. Uh, so this is, this is where I feel a little bit different than you do because I felt camp. Yes. The trip at the end of the movie Yes, I I felt like the middle dragged. I felt oh. like I I think that they were hoping that the Meredith Blake versus Hallie or um, Annie, whichever one of the versions of the sister yeah. 
was supposed to be there would would hold the middle and i just didn't feel it on that like i hmm. there was all there, for me that middle part kind of really dragged maybe it's because i already knew she was bad and the the other things like i i enjoyed all the antics of the camp at the front and the hiking trip at the end where they like pull her out into the middle of the ocean and when she's like clapping the sticks to get the bears away or the salt water they're the sugar water like i love i loved those moments i there were the middle part where they're just kind of get, re getting to know each other's parent for the first time. I, I don't know that I really like loved those moments. And I was kind of, I may have fast forwarded a little bit in the middle <gasps> of it. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care for that, for that stuff as much. I don't know. I think this also has like a really fantastic cast. Lindsay Lohan does great. I think as the twins, um, there's a, I think there's a reason why they tried to capitalize on her as a young star. Um, uh, but that she's, you know, you've got Dennis Quaid, you've got, uh, Natasha Richardson, who is fantastic as the, the two parents kind of holding down, uh, the fort with that. What do you think of the, uh, the relationship between Chaz and, uh, Chessie and Martin? I, I loved that. I thought that was so funny. I forgot about that. I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, the two, the butler and the <coughs> and Chessy, they kind of like had that little fling to get like I, I I'd completely forgotten about that, about that moment in there. And I was like, I'm buying this. I'm buying this. Really, I'm buying this. thing. I, 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 and I like the 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 counterbalance of those two characters um, and even kind of their their relationship. It's just. I don't know. It's it's a part of what makes the movie um, just it's light footed. You know, it 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 knows what it is. It's not trying to be too serious about it. It's and it's just kind of a fun, fun story to go on. Did you get some flashbacks to Lake Ann at the whole camp drop off? And they're just piling up their bags. And I was like, Lake Ann wouldn't have done this. The camp, the people would have been right there to grab your bags and take you directly to your, did, to your cabin. I did have the thought of like, wow, eight weeks at camp is a long time. I missed that. That's how long they were. That's the entire they were, summer. They were at camp for eight weeks. And I'm like, wow, that's a really long time. That being said though, like, I would have loved to have been at camp for eight weeks. Do you remember when you and I did back-to-back weeks at Lake Ann? Yes. And spent two weeks there? That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Loved that. Loved it. That was a so time, yep. I'm like, yeah, eight weeks is a lot, but I always left camp wanting more. I love the random boy that's at the girls' camp. Yeah. But he he's like, I thought this was a boys camp. And then by the by the time they're leaving, he's like saying goodbye to him. He's like, I'll see you guys next summer. I promise. I completely forgot about that kid. Also, Janice from Friends, with the lady with the like annoying, annoying laugh. She's like, she's like the 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 side, the the main lady's daughter who also like co-runs it. I was like, oh, there's Janice. I've literally never seen her in anything that wasn't friends. I just figured she coasted off that friend's money. I'm not a friend's fan. I've only seen a handful of episodes. Yeah. Uh, Sarah is a huge friend's fan. The second she came on screen, said the exact same thing. She's like, it's Janice. I'm like, 
who's Janice? Who's Janice? I, have no again? Reference I don't to this. know what to do yeah. with this. That's... But yeah, she said the exact same thing. I was so excited to see, see her. I, I did want to know, um, did you feel a bit of kindredness to the movie of depicting uh, a, a wedding on board an ocean liner? It's almost like they shot it in the exact room on the Queen Mary where we got married. I'm 100% sure it's the Queen Mary that all, because it's very like tightly cropped photos and video from the dance floor and stuff like that. It's got to be like the Queen. Like that's where all the Hollywood films would film uh, anything on a cruise liner if they just needed a few shots. Like it was very easily the Queen Mary where we got married. So yes, I was like, that's, I remember that ballroom. I remember some of those things right there. Oh, yep, that that little look looking glass thing. Yeah, I remember that. So yes, I did. I did feel. I feel. I felt seen in that moment. You felt seen. You felt loved. In felt it. seen. Um, so yes, I. I'm. Uh, I was a big fan of this. I. I. Uh, I like Nancy Myers. We just watched the holiday. Um, like every holiday comes around. I'm always like, oh yeah, I really like that movie. That's just a fun, lighthearted movie. I enjoy that. Um, the intern. Did you ever see the intern with Anne Hathaway and uh, Robert De Niro? I don't know that I did. I thought you were talking about the movie with um, the guys that go intern at Google, but it's the intern. I think it's called the internship, but now I know what you're talking about. The intern. No, I never saw yeah. that one. She just def- she just has a nice um, style to her that I I just I enjoy. It's just like mm, it's a lighthearted, like warm my heart feeling at the end of it that I really uh, I think it's good storytelling. A couple other things that I, I don't want to make sure we don't forget the getting pierced ears at camp. Another big moment that we have that had to have happened that or like that yes. I remember from my childhood. Yes. You getting your ear pierced? Oh yeah, camp? all the time. Me getting my ear, ear, ear pierced every it's, year. It 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 takes me back to the time when I had my ears pierced. <laughs> also, some he, he, will, he never did, folks. If you were if curious, you're not if if you, if you don't know if you haven't looked back at any of our previous videos uh, that are on YouTube of this, uh, no, I do not. Uh, also, uh, the mom getting kind of drunk at the bar before before meeting people that was that that I think that's where I felt my spirits l- l- liven up a little bit I was like I'd been kind of hitting a lull that whole middle part and then that happens I'm like oh what is going on here they're throwing this random curveball of the mom just kind of getting drunk as she's about to meet people about to meet her ex-husband for the first time forever it felt kind of true to maybe what would have actually happened in that kind of scenario but i was like oh she's saying things that she would never say otherwise this is this is this is kind of throwing a little bit of a curveball here i'm 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 okay with that uh (laughs) but uh, oh this is another thing I found myself doing this way too much. So I have twin nieces on my wife's on on my wife's side that we were just saw them recently. And the longer you're with identical twins, the more you can kind of see the differences and you can kind of tell more easily, oh, this person, their eyes are a little bit like this or head or hair or just responses yeah. or whatever. But in the times where the two of them were right next to each other, the two, Allie and Annie, I kept forgetting this is the same person. <laughs> there is no difference at all. 
I thought you were going to be like, oh, I, I, I saw a few differences and I was going to have to break it to you. Like Lindsay yeah. Lohan is one person. I guess there was a controversy that happened when the movie first came out that people really thought Lindsay Lohan had a twin and that there were tw- actual twins that were in this film. And everyone was like, no, there isn't. It's just her. She's it. She's playing both characters. Why do we do this? Why do we always get, not all, but often, one actor to, pay, to play identical twins, but then we get identical twins to play one character and swap out? So I'm thinking of the social network. That was a time where it was same face actor for both, but right. different body double for the other. But then you've got Harry Potter. Those are actual twins there. There you go. That's a good example of when you get actual twins. I was thinking, I guess often it is when you have like little kids and you you got to swap them out. Like the Olsons are kind of the famous yeah. example of that. And that's and what's funny is usually they get twins to play one character. But what I've found is from experience, these same nieces that went on that were on a TV show for for a few seasons, they what they were said is the reason that they do that is because they have limited time, like contractually, legally, that a child can be on stage at one time. And so, and because of the fact that there's a dynamic of who knows which child is going to be in a good mood today, it could be both. They could be great. Or it's like one is having a good day. One, one doesn't really want to do it. It gives them a backup to use the other one quickly. Okay. Have both of them ready. Oh, this person doesn't really want to do it today. So we're going to go with this person instead. That's kind of why they do it for little kids. Now, I don't know why, like say in the social network, they didn't just get twins. Maybe it's because they couldn't find, it's probably hard to find one good actor, let alone two good actors. But I thought it really worked for Harry Potter. So I'm not sure why they didn't go that route with like social network other than it's David Fincher and he's particular about everything under the sun. But so we almost had a few other characters, uh, other actresses play this role. Um, Mara Wilson, Scarlett Johansson. They oh. actually went, they actually went after Jenna Malone and uh, hmm. like, apparently she turned down the role multiple times Uh, And that is why we ultimately ended up with Lindsay Lohan. I mean, this set her up like to what she became and the infamy that she became. Like, I don't know if this happens if she doesn't get this role. So it's funny that the parent trap kind of became, it was also her fame and her downfall at the same. No, you think about it. This is what Disney does uh, and and, and this is what old studios used to do often, right? is they would Burn get a talent actors, yeah. and then they would just do as many films with this well-known actor or actress as they possibly could. So, I mean, after this, I mean, she goes on to do Life Size, Get a Clue, Freaky Friday, yep. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Uh, mean Girls comes out in 2004, which was Tina Fey's first, uh, I think her first uh, feature oh, film. Oh, Mean Girls. Uh, oh, man. Is that going to be on our list? Is that going to be on our list? Is that is that a Disney movie? No, no, that's not Disney. Don't worry, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen is. I know you're really concerned about that. So is Herbie fully loaded? Oh my god, she goes on to do that. Um, Yeah. So 
you know, it's funny as, as we were talking about her, she feels like the female version of Shia LaBeouf and he was a former Disney star. Like, Sure. So it's, so it's funny that both of them kind of ended in that same place. Although he's gone on to do other, he's continued to go on and make films while she hasn't really continued up. Maybe she has, but I just haven't seen anything that she's been in and nothing has been like Oscar nominated that she's been in. Right. Unlike Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf, as my, as my wife calls it. Also my, my wife's, uh, when she, we were talking about reminiscing about this film before I watched it, she was like, oh man. Uh, the parents being the last to know what's really going on is the most '90s subplot that there, not even subplot plot that there is, plot line that there is. That was her exact words um, talking about and, this film. Can we just give a, a hearty shout out to Dennis Quaid? I like Dennis Quaid. I think he's just like a solid, average man, like solid I really dad. Like yeah, like I left this going. Oh, I really want to watch The Rookie now. You know? Oh, The Rookie. I haven't yeah, watched that, that in a long that's time. That's on our list. It is on here. That's got to be near mm-hmm. the end, right? Kind of near the mm-hmm. end, right before we're about to. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the last. Um, right, Dennis, right before we go on the Star Cruiser. Right before we go. On <laughs> if we keep talking about it, it might just happen. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last time that I watched. A, did you watch A Dog's Journey, Eddie? I'm sure you did. You had to have watched A dog, Dog's Journey. Yes. yes. I really don't know what the last I'm going through his IMDb. I haven't watched any of his last decade of films, but there was a time there where I was watching almost all of his films, vantage point, smart people. Where's mine? And I was flight of the flight of the Phoenix. Oh my God. The, the day after day tomorrow. after tomorrow, man, that's, that's in your pantheon. I'm sure. Especially if yes. you're, but the rookie trap, like the remake of the footloose. Yeah, he's well, in he, so many he's films. He's kind of made this turn, right? Like at about 2011, he made this turn. And if you see it, like the Soul Surfer uh, oh, yeah. to American Underdog, he's done a lot more of kind of the faith-based films. Happy that films. Have come out. Yeah. He kind of, he, he took the uh, Jennifer Garner track. Whoa, you're going to name it. Yeah. Did we talk about that last time? The Jennifer Garner, we, how she kind of like we talked about it with Mr. Magoo. With Mr. Magoo, yeah, she definitely after uh, Alias took a very specific turn to making films that her that her kids can that she can watch with her kids. Uh, that's what it kind of yeah. I can only imagine, and that's even some of these films on here, A Dog's Journey. It's probably not a Christian film, but at the same time, most Christians can take their kids to it. So. I think I can see that. I can see that in here because I haven't <laughs> partially. Oh, yep. American Underdog. Yep. Per- perfect. That's right. That's right there. Right inside of uh, the rest of them. Um, Sherry, if you're watching this, I know listening to this, my mom, I know you're appreciating us calling out um, all the Christian films that that I know that yes. you have seen. So does this get a 2022 Disney Plus reboot? It's about time, right? Like they should We're coming re- up on twenty five years. It's it's about time for them to redo this, right? Like it's yeah. it's. I'm surprised there hasn't been another. I hope they don't. I like this version. I like it right where it's at. So, how would you rate this film? What's the what's the how many how many fruit snacks are you giving us? So we often use the like 
would I sit down to watch this again as a, as a true test of this? I, I have gone back and watched this prior to this. I will do it again. And I just found myself just really, really enjoying this. So I think I'm going to bring this in right at a four. Wow. Eddie. I know that seems a little high for this, but I've, I've thought long and hard about it. And I think, yeah, it's, I think it's, a you have fond memories of Lindsay Lohan back in the day. I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. I've, it sounds like you also really enjoyed all the different like setups and pieces and, and twists and yeah, turns I, and stuff. I liked each act. I thought each one, just each act kind of had its own little unique fun to it. Well, then you're going to be very disappointed in my rating. Yeah. I know you're going to go like, <laughs> I'm not going to go crazy harsh on it, but because there is a lot of scenes that I would rewatch. I would rather watch a super cut of my favorite stuff than watch the actual storyline again. I'm going to go with the a two. Super cut. I'm going to go with two and a half. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. I, I fast forwarded stuff in this because I was just like, I'm done. And it wasn't until they brought back the drunk mom that I was back into it again. <laughs> there was there's a whole missing section that I was just not quite into. Um, so the yeah, drunk mom. There we go. Yep. So, well, and with that, your life has been forever changed Again. by another episode of honey. We made a Disney podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star review if you will, and share it with, you know what, share it with your best friend. If you got it, like Eddie and I share this podcast with you as best friends. You can also check us out at, at honeywemade.com. You can see our full movie list that we reference throughout this episode We can, can that we're going to continue to go through all the Disney movies from 1988 to 2005, including next week's episode, JTT's Back, as we review I'll Be Home for Christmas. Gonna be Christmas in March. <laughs> so thank you for listening. And remember, the real difference between us is I have claws and you don't. <laughs> <laughs>